0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Freestyle Podcast. For this episode, I have another guest here to share with you all. And this week's guest, like always, is bringing some fantastic insight and history to the table. And that is Jordan Jero Ordonez. Jero is, uh, is a guy who just seems to have like his toes dipped in every single aspect in life, has just a bunch of different areas that he's involved in, and somehow he just seems to like really do well in all of them um just to give you like examples jordan is a dancer um an educator a community builder uh, he has a doctorate in pharmacy he's a master's of public health student he is a dance teacher and an arts administrator for a non-for-profit called edn that stands for everybody dance now j is also a host of um his own podcast called Break and bread so after this episode please make sure to go check out j-ro and all of his creations i'll link down in the description down below but in these episodes we have like really good conversation that is super knowledge packed um we kind of go over like youth empowerment and learning from children the different aspects and motivations in the dance scene um his experience personally as a uh, professional dancer for the chicago bulls as well as the importance of showing respect to different cultures and all the aspects that um come from that culture So obviously, yeah, just a super jam-packed episode that uh, I know I personally gained a lot from, and I do hope you do too. And be sure to give a rating or like the episode and um, follow the podcast on whatever streaming service you're using. I do love like any kind of feedback. Um, I love having conversations that I had in podcast episodes kind of continued outside. And I do hope you enjoy the episode. Take care. I'm definitely excited about. On, I know we kind of talked about it before a little bit. Um, it's kind of still in like the culture realm, but um, when it comes to like uh, because you dance with the Chicago Bulls, um, yeah. I was curious about um, kind of your balance or like your thoughts on um, when it comes to using dance as as like an income source, um, even if it might not be exactly the the specific type of dance that you might want to do. Um, I'm not sure if it's like well, maybe how, how has your how's your experience been with uh, dancing with with the Chicago Bulls, or um, being their their dance team? Uh,
1: how how has my experience? Um, yeah. Uh, overwhelmingly positive. At least the the group of the group of guys that I've been around uh, just really fun, yeah. <laughs> and and also just like the pageantry that goes into Bulls entertainment is just really fun too. Um. Yeah, I I think Bulls like there's there's like a it's almost cultish, like how Bulls Entertainment like really supports each other, which is really, really awesome. I mean, yeah. you know, taking <laughs> taking away the like like you know, isolating yourself from your family and dedicating yours yourself to the Bulls gods, you know what I'm saying? And drinking from this this, this blood cup. Like other yeah. than like that's not a part of it. <laughs> Let me be clear. But it's just like it's really, really cool because like we're, like, Bulls Entertainment is basically, like, the cheerleading squad for, like, the team, yeah. right? We're the things that, like, hype up the crowd and entertain the people. And so that's the that's the the environment of, like, it's super, super positive almost all of the time, which is really, really
0: awesome. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. And is the, Is your group, is the name, like, the hype crew or... Bulls hype no, crew is it? no, no,
1: no. The, the the hype crew. I think that I think that's like a a New York Nets thing. Um, yeah, no. Different
0: um, teams have different names for their. Yeah. Um,
1: so th- so there's the. See. So yeah. So there's Bulls Entertainment, and then there are the different teams. There's like the the Elevators, the Bulls, uh, like the the Bucket Boys, the Lovables. Then um, there's the Bulls Kids. There's the Bulls. There's like the seat Swinging Seniors. <laughs> and then there's the all male team, which is the Chicago Three One Two Crew.
0: Three One Two Crew, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew it rhymed. I'm like, what is it exactly? Because um, in pay- and for the Pacers for Indianapolis, it's a I think hype crew. And then, oh yeah. um Or like the WNBA um, team, it's like the Inferno. So there's different names for like all of them. Um, yeah, yeah. But so Three One Two Crew. Um, awesome that your, that your experience has been like overwhelmingly positive. Um, but yeah, I was kind of curious about like, um, like how, how it is with like balancing, um, your, I guess like your desires, um, when it comes to like your street style dance and, um, then doing your choreography. Um, yeah. is there like, is there ever kind of, um, a, I guess like, uh, you know when you're pra- when you're practicing your your choreo and everything, it's like oh I wish I was I, I was just freestyling right now. Or is there ever any kind of like a give and take that you have to do with um, oh. work working oh, dance yeah. and like but also being a freestyle dancer.
1: Oh yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's there's a, I mean, I mean, I, I talked about like keeping dance and movement um, joyous, um, and one of the big things that I think I, I I've spoken. To a few people about this is that if the if the time commitment was more than it than it has than it was, then I probably wouldn't be doing it. Okay, because yeah. it's it's like two hours every Monday evening, and then you don't go to all of the games, but maybe two, three, four games at the most during the month. I mean during All Star Week because we hosted the All Star um, Week. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot more But that was just a huge And really, really cool experience To be in and around yeah. All of that And meeting all of the people And all of that But Yeah, those two hours During rehearsal uh, Very efficient Because It's Learn what you need to learn And there There's not a lot of downtime I'd say um, And then Like I mentioned The the people are Really, really cool and then just transparently, it's really, really cool. It's really, really v- not validating, but just like my credibility goes up when I introduce myself to new students and say, hey, I dance for the bulls. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, that's just, a, that's it is what it is. Um, and I try to stay as authentic and genuine as possible. But I dance for the bulls and also I... Um, a part of this this um house collective too. Mm. And I give and my due diligence to you know, as much as I can to being authentic and true to the culture. Mm. But yeah. It's uh it's awesome it's if it if it were not a good environment to be in and the people weren't good, at least in my experience I wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And the commitment wasn't yeah, it wasn't stressful, then I wouldn't be there.
0: Yeah, of course. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh
1: there, there is there is like a like a there is like a culture appropriation appreciation balancing act that I sometimes get like, ooh, you know, I understand this is like the commercial like thing. Like there was this like like Hawaiian hula dancing competition that I saw. Um uh, I might get in trouble, but <laughs> you no, know? no, but it's like a, it's like, it's a, that's a legitimate, like really, really part of like Polynesian culture, but then yeah. like you're on the court and like, it's a game and it's funny that, you know, it's, Either. I mean, I'm not offended, but it's like, Ooh, that's kind of,
0: yeah. It's uh, it's definitely something you can see and understand that, um, people who are from that culture who, um, have big ties to the movements that you're doing um, could obviously not like that, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and yeah. And then like some of the things I haven't, I've, I've, and I've, 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 I've experienced a few ooh, moments. Yeah. And don't worry, I'll like touch specifics. Within, 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 our, within just the 312 group of mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm, I'm not a place, I'm not in the place to put like to be the hip hop police, right? But it's like, oh.
0: Yeah. It's, um, I have yeah, that can be, um, obviously like a huge issue because I know there are a lot of, um, issues people have, um, who are from the street dance culture to like, um, having issues with like the industry dancers who do choreography where they'll kind of just like do moves, um, right. and not have oh. any homage to where it comes from, you know?
1: Yeah. So I try to pick my battles. There was one time where, uh, I think maybe two years ago, like our description on one of the, on the internet somewhere said that we were breakers and b-boys. So that, that was something that I reached out to the management and said, how can I like, how can I talk about this? Yeah. Because we're not, we're not. Mm -hmm. So, so there was that, there was that thing. Um, so the, the labeling portion, I think is a, is a line for me, but everything else is like, Ooh.
0: Yeah. Um, no, like I definitely get that. It can be hard, especially when people who are kind of in charge of making, um, making the dances happen. Um, they may not know about the cultures that they're having movements from. Um, I know like me specifically, I've definitely done that before where I've kind of just like used movements in my choreography, um, especially when teaching Zyphos and I'm like, I don't know where this is from but you know this is kind of what i'm doing and i that can definitely translate uh, to people who are choreographing for big teams or people who are teaching choreography as a job um i know there was when when life feet started kind of picking up traction there was a lot of issues with um people kind of like doing lock-ins just out of nowhere cool. like yeah on was- the wrong count or anything um, all <laughs> right <laughs> yeah they're like yeah. that that kind of opened my eye that 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 specifically made me realize to kind of pay more attention to where I'm getting things from and um like making sure that it's authentic to uh where I'm yeah, where I'm drawing it from. That's why that's what got me back into um really wanting to train house and like have some more um house music in my in my library mm. and um oh, yeah. more of the history about it because whenever I freestyle I I end up doing like a lot of random house steps that I've that I learned that are like I would just do like a loose leg, but then, that's yeah. it, you know, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't like completely, it's not like if, you know, if I'm going to do a house move, I have to do a whole set of house, you know, um, just cause I'm freestyling doesn't mean I have to like commit to a style, but it's like, if I'm going to do things ultra, I kind of want to know about it. Um, and that definitely came from that issue that people have with uh, like light feed founders. Um, I know it's an issue with crump as well, where, uh, Like hip-hop dancers will take from crump without like executing properly or like without paying any kind of homage to where it's coming from yeah um and that can be yeah a huge issue when it comes to industry dancing
1: there's a there's a story that always comes up in my mind when the topic of just uh paying homage to the culture and the community um in term in within dance and how important it is to me, my 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 friend and former colleague with EDN Kelly Foreman. Um, I didn't experience this myself, but she always told me the stories when she would go into. We're talking about Light Feet as well. She would go into Brooklyn, um, you know, where 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 like there are like incubator like community centers where Light Feet like was created and honed, mm-hmm. and like within those communities like that culture, light feet culture and the music and the dance and the community around it, like there, because it's so new, there are young people in teens where like that culture is saving their lives. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I don't like, I feel kind of icky just talking about it, like talking, like um, there's this new term called poverty porn that I just, heard from this uh, this one movie on Netflix. I forgot what movie it's called, but they use the, the term poverty porn. So I, I'm, I, I'm, 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 I, there's just, I, I'm, I guess I'm trying to be careful with my words, but like, yeah, like it, overall, like hearing all of that and like the, the true value of where, the culture and the dance and the music, where it comes from and what it's doing. There's just like the stakes and the reason why, like it exists for some people are super, super high. And then when you are just seeing it online and like that looks cool, that's awesome. It's really, really cool that you like it, but you know what i'm saying it's like yeah uh, i guess i haven't really articulated that recently but it just it for me it it gives me just a a little bit more push to be more respectful to the culture mm-hmm. of where things come from um, because it's hard when although hip hop is is young right it was back in the 70s you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of distant and you, you know, your sympathy and empathy can only go so far. But when, when, when it's light feet and like it's light feet is still a super baby mm-hmm. and there are, there are communities and places where it's still like it's authentic raw thing and also Chicago footwork to that culture is still super young, I think. And no, actually not really. I meant just like, in terms of the all the other street dances, they're younger.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Um, like there are still pockets of that culture that are still I mean even other places, but it's just distant. It's just like it's saving people's lives and it's doing a whole bunch of different things and you're you're taking it and like not necessarily exploiting it, but just like not giving enough credit or respect it's just icky yeah
0: i feel like it's the respect it's being left out when um when you're not giving the correct like background on where movements come from and you're not like uh i mean that can always especially when it comes to like seeing things online and things being exposed um like through um through um social media and everything um that can be filtered out like there could be a huge amount of support given back to um, where where movements come from and the in the culture it came from, but then when millions of people see it, they don't see that part. You mm-hmm. know, so it's always it's always like um, a hard thing. I feel like I feel like honestly, like a lot of the cultural things that are made around um, street dance just weren't made they weren't made for the internet. Um, oh.
1: mm-hmm. cause,
0: yeah, cause it's like we made this thing is made to build a community here and it's made to save lives here and like it's going to spread and spread um kind of like geographically but then when it ends up spreading um like intermittently around random pockets of the world they're going to take the parts that caught their eye it's like yeah if i see if i see a dance style and i like find one move of that dance style that i really like i'm like oh that's cool and i put it into my dance you know it's not, it's like, that's, that's not uncommon. I feel like that's uh that can be a big part of how people find their entire style. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Really I, I Going going back to, sorry, that's one thing. Going back to Kelly Foreman. She's just really awesome. Um, <laughs>
0: shout out Kelly. Pop off. Yeah.
1: Shout out Kelly. Um, she, so she told me about um, like her experience going to Brooklyn and, and Light Feet College. But then she also, um, she was the one that inspired me to really think about how I like teach a class um, whether it's not, not just having me in the front and everyone else in rows, but in the same way that the cipher and teaching within that lens or in that format of just the circle where there's no hierarchy, it's also teaching like it's the community and we're here together. And then when someone goes in the center, like, people are welcome also to, to come join the circle and the cipher. But when someone is being vulnerable and expressing themselves in the center, mm-hmm. um, at least from, you know, there's, there should be no holes in the circle because you're protecting the person that's being expressed. And then like, when you're at a party in a club, you like make the circle. So not all the other drunk people can, um, you know, bother this person that's expressing themselves and being vulnerable in the center so i think in that same way that you are protecting like it's welcoming but you're protecting the the movement and the energy that's in the cypher i think that same respect and like not like restrictiveness should be applied towards the the street and hip-hop culture but just like it's Perfect. here and it's here for a reason and it does a lot um for so many different people that it just you know it should be appreciated and protected i think yeah, and definitely,
0: valued it's only important that it, it it's kept special yeah because if it if it ends up not being special then that's where um people's hard work and culture can leave an yeah, and,
1: and that 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 plays yeah that plays into racial equity and racial
0: justice and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. So I guess uh, I guess last question I have for you. um Don't want to keep you know for for the whole day or anything, but yeah, it's one thirty four. It is yeah. Damn it, right. <laughs> it is what things to do. Um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. my bad my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, kidding. but I honestly, man, like it's been an awesome talk. Is there any last last thing it could be not related to anything we've said whatsoever um any last any last little little chicken nugget of uh of information you'd want to give to anybody listening um could be something that was just on your heart that i didn't touch or anything uh what would that be coming from the J-Row?
1: oh shit well well i mean I i'm not sure i i think i i, I um I'm still trying to stay away from the fact of me, me giving advice. Um, The two big things that I'm learning about myself that, um, that I'm still learning that I, that had some blind spots for is, um, is how my fear of being, of not being good enough um, and not, and the fear of failure has affected a lot of my different patterns and the way that I am. Um, because it, first of all, it, it causes me to be a really, really good student, not just academically, but also in dance and, um, right. But then in, in dance and, and all the other aspects of my life, but then it also sometimes prevents me f- from not experiencing anything. So, so, so how how it manifests is that I want to know and do everything and I burn out.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Um, because if I don't know everything, then I'm not going to feel good enough when I take this risk. Um, and so it has uh, really affected my, my my mental health in the past few years because that burnout has become really real and I've um, struggled with depression and depression episodes a lot because um, of I don't want to... Like, I feel like I'm not good enough and I'm going to fail. So I'm just going to turtle in my bed and just binge on Netflix and take out. And sometimes like the worst one is I stayed in my bed for like seven days and I didn't move and I was just watching TV. Mm -hmm. Um, And So that's why I think therapy is really, really important. Um, And so a big thing that came out of being of going to therapy and group therapy and family therapy is balance and resilience. Um, Because before me knowing and producing and doing everything was how I valued myself. Mm. And how many people I helped is how I valued myself. And so it was really trying to find that, um, that difference between like helping others and knowing other things but then also like, I need to protect my energy as well because I tend to give it away too much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, without, you know, just just uh, with less deliberation. Yeah, so balance. And then also, how can I go through adversity and bounce back and prevent it from happening or minimize it from happening in the future. That's, those are the two big things that I'm working on right now, Mm -hmm. my balance and my resilience.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, like, even if it's not just like you giving advice to anybody, um, you sharing that inexperience could, um, always help someone else like understand that they're not the only one who's, who's gone through something like that.
1: I think, um, for me for me vulnerability is, is a a big icebreaker or boundary breaker for a lot of different things. And so if I can do that first, then it opens it up for a whole bunch of other people to to open things and break barriers and break boundaries and all of that.
0: Yeah, of course. Oh yeah,
1: one thing I've had to mention, like in circle time in roses and thorns, I also give my own roses and thorns when we're in the right. I share I most of the time share first. Um. So.
0: Yeah, that's cool because being vulnerable is like your the first step you're gonna want to make when you're going into any um uncharted territory. Yeah.
1: Pretty
0: like much anything, really.
1: I, I feel fearful and 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 uh, um nervous right now, but I'm here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that's all. That's you know that's all anyone can really ask for.
1: Yeah. yeah. What a what's next for this podcast for you Next
0: for this podcast um honestly yeah. i'm not sure um i'm kind of in the position where right now i'm trying to just have consistency um get better right. at, at making these things um mm-hmm. like i still I, I still like feel kind of um like uh, i still feel like i'm really working on my conversational skills when, when it comes right. to making these things so right now it's kind of just like um I have awesome friends around me I want to hear from. So if I can hear from them while also practicing this skill, that's kind of all I'm looking for. Uh, really getting done right now, I guess. Um yeah, in the future, I kind of just want to uh, just share really cool perspectives and share different stories. I'm not here to like teach anybody anything or tell them what to do um, to you know, be successful. I just want everyone to hear everyone else's story. And uh, I feel this is a good way to do it. So.
1: Yes. Yes. The, the art of asking questions, telling stories, and being vulnerable are like t- three big things, like th- three big things that I've, I've really grown to value.
0: Yeah, really. Recently. A big part of this was I just wanted to be more normal to be a person. Like that's why I made my first two episodes like me kind of just like Talking more about vomiting. You. Why I made the podcast and my 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 history of um of why I started dancing and uh, where my artistry came from, uh yeah. Just normalizing like being a person, normalizing um, you're gonna fuck up, you're gonna have things that you want that you're not gonna want anymore, and yeah, that was like. So the more I can just get that to happen, get that energy out there, the better. That's, yeah, yeah.
1: There's 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 a whole segment and and I think like. However, we can help each other out because there's, there's a segment in the um, in the Breaking Bread show that's called um, breaking breaking it down, which really it's inspired by the Andy Richter podcast Three Questions, where you really talk about like you really find out. Um, that's that's intended to just show and discover a different side of the community that we don't normally see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's because i think that that there's a there's an empathy gap i think within communities when you don't know the people and their background and their story yeah um that i think is a hindrance and an obstacle towards building better communities mm-hmm. so if we can like you mentioned i think if we can humanize everyone i think just we're all we're all going to be better for it
0: yeah 100 percent, man um Yo, yeah, this, is, this has been uh, definitely, like, my, my like, most knowledge-packed uh, episode, just, like, a lot of oh. things, especially with, yeah. like, how much, uh, how many different things you do um, and how important, uh, I feel like everything we talk about really is, honestly. So, I appreciate you coming on, um, and I will um, I'll plug all of your, uh, all of your, uh, your brick and bread, um, plug your Instagram and everything. Uh, follow the boy, J-Row. Hey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hit him up. Uh, but yeah, man, appreciate you coming on, and I will catch you later. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> See you. Bye. Yo, thank you, everyone, for tuning into the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did or didn't or just wanted to keep talking about any of the things we covered in this podcast today, then feel free to hit me up on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, all of Willis. And yeah, take care.